our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Isn't it wonderful to be here? How many of y'all are enjoying this nice weather that we have out there today? And isn't it beautiful? And I, I've actually even been walking around in the parking lot today. It was so calm and cool out there this morning. Uh, you know, it's really good. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, dear Lord, for this beautiful day that you have given to us. God, I pray, dear Lord, as we have gathered together here in your house, God, that we are here with one heart at one table worshiping you, the one and true Lord. And God, as we do that, and as there are believers across this state and across the United States, dear Lord, that are worshiping and praising you, God, I pray that you would receive our praise to you as a sweet incense, dear Lord. I pray that your spirit, dear Lord, would be with us and that he would guide and direct our paths, dear Lord, today. And God, that he would stir within our hearts and transform our lives, uh, you know, for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I do have a few announcements for you. Uh, you know, our um, NMI council will have a meeting today at 3.30. So those of you that that announcement is for, please make sure that you're here for that, uh, you know, for that meeting. I also want to say thank you to all of the people that have helped us with our baskets of love. Uh, it was a success this week, this weekend, Saturday, so they delivered them. And, uh, you know, so there was many of smiles and, uh, you know, thank yous for uh, what was done. So we thank each of you for your donations and for those of you that were out uh, passing those out, thank you for that as well. And, uh, you know, we also have for us uh, the uh, other announcements that we need to look at is that our children's department has a table that's set up outside in the foyer. And there's plenty of information for you. We are already getting ready for our vacation Bible school that's going to be coming up. But we also have, uh, you know, the uh, Easter egg basket that we need candy to be put in. There is some candy in there, but we need a whole lot more candy because we're going to have a lot of kids. And nothing better to do than to fill the kids up with sugar and send them home, right? Amen. Amen. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to fill the Easter eggs with candy. Then we're going to fill the kids with sugar and send them home. It's going to be a good day that we're having that, but please help us out with that, okay? Uh, you know, so it is good. Before we go into our praise and worship, and y'all can go ahead and stand as we do that, the, uh, the Dover family wants to make sure that you understand that they appreciate your prayers and your love that y'all have showered them with, uh, you know, with the loss of their father, uh, you know, so continue to remember them in your prayers you know, throughout these weeks as well. All right. Thank you. Let's worship and give praise to God this morning. Lord, unveil our eyes. 
all the time. Please bless our hearts in your own way. In Jesus' name, amen. We stand and lift up our hands for the joy of the Lord is our strength. We bow down and worship Him now. How great, how awesome is Together we see, and everyone sees. Holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. The earth is filled with His glory. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. The earth is filled with His glory. joy of the Lord is our strength. We bow down and worship Him now. How great, how awesome is He. And together we sing. And everyone
love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. You came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross. My death to pay from the cross to the grave. From the grave to the sky, Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I lift your name. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. You came. You came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross. My dead to pay from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. You came. You came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross. My debt to pay from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. From the cross, from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. Amen. Lift the name of Jesus. Aren't y'all glad we could be here this morning and give praise to the one who put us in this place, who have brought us to the destination that we are in now and continues to see us through. He doesn't just stop when we've already reached up here. He just continues to let us go further and further to what he, was cre he created us to be. So let's continue to worship him as he is all around us, that we will welcome his presence into this place. And I will ask that you worship with us. As I rise, strength of God, go before, lift me up. As I wake, as I wake, eyes of God, look upon, be my sight, as I wake. Heart of God, satisfy and sustain as I hear voice of God. Lead me on, be my guide, be my guide above and below me, before and behind me, in every eye that sees me, Christ be all around me, above and below me, before and behind me, in every eye that sees me, Christ be all around me. As I go, hand of God, my defense by my side. As I rest, breath of God, fall upon, bring me Christ be all around me, above and below me, before and behind me, in every eye that sees me. 
Christ be all around me. Intercessors, get geared up. The altar is open. We have loved ones that need you to seek God for them. They need your prayers for their physical, their mental, and their spiritual states. They're not here because the devil has told them otherwise. But God gave you the opportunity. So here it is. Here's our altar. Let's bring our loved ones to him. Worship with us. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Speak what is true. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Speak what is true, because I'm found, because I am found. I am yours, I am love, I'm made pure, I have life, I can breathe, I am healed, I am free, because you are strong, because you are strong. You are sure, you are life, you endure, you are good, always true, you are light, breaking through, here's my heart, my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. 
Father, we do thank you so much for this time. God, we thank you for the privilege that we have to gather here at this altar. Holy Spirit, thank you for being here in our midst. Thank you for answering the prayers. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you have done. Jesus' name, amen. I would ask that some would come forward, some of the ladies, if they would come forward. Glenda would like to be anointed, so if I can have some ladies to come and to gather around Glenda. So we're going to anoint Diane. A lot of y'all know that Diane has been out. Uh, she's been out for two months. 
she uh, went into the hospital and then she uh, tested positive for COVID and uh, she has been struggling. She has been clear uh, by the doctors, but uh, you know, she's still not up to par, which for us golfers is pretty good, but for her health-wise is not very good. So we pray that she would gain her strength and she would become 100%. Dear Heavenly Father, again, we thank you, dear Lord, that we have the privilege, dear Lord, to come to you. And God, whenever things ail us, dear Lord, you call us and you tell us to gather around and to place our hands upon our friends and our fellow believers and ask you, dear Lord, to heal them. And God, right now, dear Lord, we do that. God, we place our hands here and God, we ask that you would heal Diane and dear Lord, that you would strengthen her body. And continue, dear Lord, to strengthen it as she recovers for you. And God, I pray, dear Lord, that you would be with her family, dear Lord, as well. And God, that you would draw all of those that are outside of your fold. And God, that she would be the light that she needs to be for you. Again, God, we thank you for hearing the words, dear Lord, that we, uh, that we pray and that we call out to you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. If I can have the ushers to go ahead and make their way forward. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And so Diane is going to sing to you this morning to tell you about how Jesus does for us. Amen. And he does do for us every day, and we just don't know he's doing for us. We look right over. Do you remember when you got saved? I mean, really, do you remember when God came in? 
to your life. I was very young. I fought God for a lot of years. I fought him with a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of, I'm not ready for that yet. And if I had died, I'd have went straight to hell. But I guess I found some sense somewhere. And I went to an old-fashioned, <laughs> don't laugh. I went to an old-fashioned revival. It was Pentecostal Holiness Revival. And they had a play going on. The name of it was uh, Heaven and Hell. And y'all, by the time that thing was over, I had to go across about seven seats to get to the end. But I made it. I was much younger. I got to the end, and this little old black lady grabbed me by the arm. She said, come on, honey. I've been watching you the whole service, and we're going to go get you some. And y'all, I got me some that night, and it's been with me ever since, ever since. And I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. It's, it's the, the best thing that ever happened to me, the best thing. And I love him this morning with all my heart. He's done a bunch for me. He's brought me through some some surgeries and oh by the way I got to go Tuesday for, for my three month scan for cancer on my, uh, well my other kidney but I already know it's going to be alright it's going to be alright y'all just pray for me I uh, Jackie where is she at she tricked me this morning I I battled between two songs. I said, you know, there she is. I, I, I said, I don't know which one to go. God, you have to direct me which way to go here. I just don't know. So this is the one God chose, y'all. I didn't choose it. I always sing what God tells me to do. And I, um, I love this song. I never get tired of it. It's old, and I've done it so many times here before, but it's a blessing to my heart to me and I hope it blesses your heart in some way this morning God be with you all I love every one of you if anything was to happen to me don't cry too long but cry a little bit but just praise the Lord that you know I'm going on and I'm in heaven and I'm praising the Lord and he's right there can you imagine can, I got goosebumps I got goosebumps anyhow let me shut up. Preacher told me I couldn't preach, so I didn't have about four minutes to preach. So, yeah. So, y'all pray for me as I sing this old song. Like a blind man, I wander, so lost and undone. A beggar so helpless Without God or His Son Then my Savior in mercy Heard and answered my cry And oh, what a difference Since Jesus passed by Since Jesus passed by since Jesus passed by, oh, what a difference since Jesus passed by. Well, I can't explain and I cannot tell you why, but oh, what a difference since Jesus passed by. Yesterdays they're buried in the deepest of the sea. That old load of guilt I carried, it's all gone. Praise God, I'm free. Looking for that bright tomorrow where the sun will shine for long. What a difference since Jesus passed by. Since
Amen. 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 Now that everybody's gotten comfortable, let me have you stand. As we read God's Word, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 5. We're going to read, look at verses 27 through 30. Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 through 30. It says, You have heard the commandment that says you must not commit adultery. But I say, anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So if your eye, even your good eye, causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your hand, even your stronger hand, causes you to sin, cut it off. And throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for the whole body to be thrown into hell. You may be seated. When we read this particular passage of Scripture, this passage of Scripture carries with it quite a bit of baggage. It has words in there that we really don't want to hear. Right? Uh, you know, you look at this and it says that if you commit adultery or if you lust after someone, uh, you know, then what you should do is you should, uh, you know, gouge your eye out and throw it away. How many of you have gouged your eyes out and thrown them away? Okay, good. I, I don't see anybody in here with patches. Whenever we read this passage of Scripture, I know that you have heard many messages in, in, you know, on these verses. They're familiar to us. I always, well, I say always, I, I've done something new this week. I, I want you all to know that uh, you, know, you, can treat, you can teach a semi-old dog new tricks. I'm not old yet. I normally have a Bible that I don't highlight or write in. Uh, you know, this is, I would say this is the first Bible that I have ever written in. Because whenever I come to a passage of Scripture that I am studying to preach on or to speak on, I want to read it as if this is the first time that I have read it before. If it's highlighted then it directs my mind and my thought process to a place that it was the first time that I read it because I highlighted it. And if I write things and stuff on there, it also directs my path into these other thought processes that's not new and afresh. Okay, so I want us to do this again. This is an old passage of Scripture. You've heard it many a times. So I want us to read this passage of Scripture again as if we have never heard it before. Can you do that? I'm going to help you because I'm going to go to a different translation. It says, You have heard that it was said, Do not commit adultery. But I tell you, even everyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. 
if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go to hell. So does that help you out? Is that new? Is that brand new for you? Because there's a lot of things that's in here that we are going to look at today. One of the things that I want us to see is is that Jesus goes in and he quotes the seventh commandment that we find in Exodus. And whenever he quotes this commandment, he then goes in and he says, this is what you have read and this is what you have heard, but now this is what I am going to tell you. That even if you have lusted after a woman in your heart, that's difficult, isn't it? Whenever we see this, we get this word lust. And I want you to see that the word lust is the verb of this. And the verb gives us the understanding that it is an action. So whenever we see the word lust, that if we lust after a woman in our heart, we have already committed adultery. I want you to look at David, at King David's life. King David was in a place that he wasn't supposed to be. If you look at the story, this was the time of the season that the kings would be out battling with their armies over territory and making sure that their land and stuff is peaceful. And where was David? He was at home. He was on his rooftop after a nap looking out across his city that he says is vast and great. And his eye spies something beautiful. Now, if David would have said, oh, look at that. Isn't that a magnificent woman that God has created? And then went on about his business. David would have been okay. But David allowed lust to enter into his heart. And he sent one of his servants to find out and see who this woman was. And we find that from there, David's sin begins to multiply. So we see in this passage of Scripture that God is talking to us about this physical act of lust upon the flesh. And we see this whenever he's talking about the adulterous woman or being an adulterer, as in having an affair or being with another man's wife or another man's husband. I find it interesting as whenever we first deal with this, is that we see here that society has turned into a patriotic society, as in men rules everything, so men are not the ones that do the wrong, but the women are the ones that do the wrong. We are in that society today because we blame everybody else for what we have done wrong. Right? Come on, y'all need to follow along with me. Uh, You know, I I remember, some of y'all might remember this. Some of y'all were older than I am, and y'all might not remember this. No, I'm not going to go there any further. I, I remember whenever the Playboy and the the penthouse magazines were taboo and and they always had a brown cover that wrapped them and they were 
behind the cash register to where you had to ask to see them, right? And they had to check your ID to see if you were old enough to actually even look at them. And now today we have pornography that is free that you can watch on your phone regardless of where you are. But I want you to go with me because this society that we are in, it's the women's fault that men lust after them. It's not the man's fault for craving his fleshly desires. So the church has always and has been teaching us, men, if you see a pretty woman you know, jogging down the road, down the side of the road, don't look, just glance over. Just don't, don't look at her. How does a woman feel if you're sitting in front of her and you think she's a pretty woman and you're sitting there having a conversation with her like this? Because you don't want to have to gouge your eye out because you're looking at a beautiful woman lusting after her. Come on, we need to own our sins. It's not the woman's fault that God created her beautiful. It's our fault as men that we lust after her. You remember? God in Genesis told him that, you know, you need to subdue that anger. And if you don't subdue that, it's just like a lion crouched in the wilderness trying to pounce on you and devour you. If we can't master our desires to where we're not sinning willfully, then the sin is going to pounce on us and destroy us. I'm sorry, I was supposed to be calm and collective. That's why I wore my suit today. It's not working too well, is it? See... Whenever we're standing before God and he asks us about that lustful thought and that deed that we did, the woman's not going to be standing there next to us to take the blame. It's ours. In Matthew chapter 15, it talks, you know, he goes in, and I have this one for us. I wanted to read this for you. Matthew chapter 15, verse 19. It says, for the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adulterous, all sexual immoralities, theft, lying, slander. Comes from the heart, right? The lust comes from the heart. The lust comes from the nature within man. Oh, come on now. In Psalms 51, David cries out and asks for his forgiveness about Bathsheba. And what does he say? God, give to me a clean heart. Remove this old, dirty heart. Give me a clean one because I can't do it on my own. Without the Holy Spirit, the flesh is going to take over. Paul says, I know what I want to do, but I do what I don't want to do because I am fighting against this worldly and this fleshly nature. It's the carnal, the carnal life that we live. Oh, wow. I need y'all to pick up the pace because we don't have much time. Because see, whenever we're thinking about this, this is all dealing with with us and the people that's around us. Oh, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's in Leviticus chapter 20, verse 10, where God says that I give Israel a certificate of divorce Because you have treated me like a prostitute. And you have gone out and you have worshipped other gods. Wait a minute. 
the Israelites have committed adultery against God. We commit adultery towards God whenever we put other gods before him. I thought about this. Maybe this will help you out a little bit. I'm a, uh, I'm an includer by nature. The more people I have to come and work and the more people that we have around doing things, the happier I am. We had three rooms that needed to be painted. I had six people volunteer to come and help paint those three rooms. I'm like, man, I'm like, this is great. We're going to get this work done. Lately, you know, lickety split. All these people coming in here and working, and I had one painter to make sure that he was there to help everybody else to do and make sure they did everything right. Seven hours later, we got through with those rooms. And the professional painter came to him and he said, he said, Pastor, he said, I want you to know, about an hour to an hour and a half, I would have had these rooms painted all by myself. Do you see where I'm at? We don't trust that God can actually do for us what he says he can do. So we get a bunch of other gods to help us out. We don't have gods, do we? Yeah. Yeah. And they're all there to help out God, the big G God, right? Because we worship and we trust God Almighty. He's the one that sent his son for my salvation, right? We trust him, but we don't trust him for everything. So we have these little G gods that we get to help us out. That's what Jesus is talking about. We do that to him today. We commit adultery to God whenever we choose to follow another God. Or whenever we choose to allow somebody else or, or another God or we help God. King me is back on the throne. I decided I can do it better than he can. Y'all missed it. We had a great science class this week on Wednesdays talking about, how, you know, about creation and the design creation. There is a purpose for everything that God has created. That God has created. But the things that he has created sometimes thinks that we can do it better than the one that created us. So it's not only physical that we have to deal and that we have to understand that yes, I can lust after another woman or another man and I can have inappropriate thoughts about that person. Therefore, I have sinned against her, right, or him. Now I find this interesting. If you look at Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 10, it talks about a man sleeping with another man's wife. He sleeps with his neighbor's wife. It says that the woman should be killed. No, it says both. But whenever we look at John chapter 8 and we see that the leaders bring in 
this adulterous woman and throws her in front of Jesus, demanding that Jesus cast verdict on her so that they could stone her to death, where was the man? Where was the man? Or you look at Judah. Whenever Judah went out and met this prostitute, and then he finds out that his sister in law gets pregnant. She was mourning, by the way. Her husband had passed away, and all of a sudden she comes up pregnant. He wants to go out and find her so that he can stone her to death. And then he finds out he's the man that got her pregnant. Whoa, wait a minute now. Don't do that. Because now I would have to be murdered, right? Because I'm the one that committed the sin that caused her to be pregnant. So we see this. So it's physical. It's about us and how we deal and how we handle the people that's around us. And it's about us committing adultery with God or against God by having other gods in our lives. But whenever you boil both of those down, both of them deals with the single-hearted devotion unto your wife, your spouse, or unto God. There, there's, there's no other. There's no other God than God. We don't worship God whenever he's convenient and then whenever we think we need something else, we worship somebody else. We worship God and God alone. We have relations with just our spouses. That means that we don't look at other people with lustful thoughts. It's one-heartedness. As in devoted totally to God. So let's get into the punishment. The first one is, is that we gouge out our eyes. It says the right eye in some translations because that would be the stronger of the eyes. Some of you might be weird and your left eye might be stronger than your right eye. I don't know. But it's the dominant eye and what it's talking about is is that we allow the light or whatever we see, we allow it to come in and it is the light or the gateway to the soul that we understand and we begin to interpret what we see from there. So if we look at a beautiful woman that God has created as another human being and it enters into our heart that has been circumcised by God and Jesus Christ is living in it, then we accept her for exactly who she is and what she is as a creation of God and someone that he created equal as I am. And I don't lust after her or him. But then it goes in and it says, after that it says, cut off the right hand. Right hand deals with the dominance. That's the strongest part for me. And for over, I I, I think it's at least somewhere around 70, 80% of of people are right-handed. 
If I'm wrong on those numbers, somebody else will come back and figure that out and let me know. But most of us are right-handed. Even if you're not right-handed, then it's your left hand because it's talking about the dominant hand. You need to cut off the dominant hand so that you don't sin any longer. What if it's the hand that doesn't cause you to sin? Jesus told his disciples it's not the food that goes into your stomach that causes the corruption, right? That's in 15, but it's the heart. All of this and the destruction and the, and the plucking of the eye or the gouging out of the eye or cutting the arm off says that what is dominant in our lives needs to be given over to God and removed by God so that it can be cleansed and used for the right manner. The circumcision of the heart. It's without the heart being circumcised. If the heart is not circumcised, then all is bad. Did you get it? If the heart is not circumcised, if God hasn't came in and removed the dirty heart and given you a new heart, then all is bad. And all is going to enter into hell. It'd be better to have a new heart and all go to heaven. We must be devoted wholeheartedly to God. Single-hearted. To the woman, the man that you're married to, wholeheartedly. To God, wholeheartedly. He's the only one. He is the only God that we worship. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, dear Lord, for today. God, I thank you for the words that you have given to us. God, I pray, dear Lord, that each one, dear Lord, as we go through this week, God, that we would read these words again. And God, that we would allow these words to resonate anew in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.